0: Zoe Church, how's everybody doing? It's uh, good to be back home. For those of you who we've never met, it's nice to meet you. Uh, My wife Steph and I, we're a part of this church, like Pastor Greg said, and we have the privilege of traveling across America and literally around the world, getting to share the greatest message ever preached the message of Jesus. Uh, I get the privilege of watching what God's doing in a global scale as well as here in our country, and it's incredible. Uh, We see a lot of shade thrown in the media a lot of pain, but that's because the media wants us to see it But what we don't see is the move of God that's happening in the earth in the world and how God's moving in the earth today And it's incredible Uh, Pastor Greg mentioned we're uh, kicking off a series called it ain't easy Pastor Greg preached it last Wednesday, and I get the privilege of preaching it today And if you brought your Bibles, you can open up to Ephesians 4, uh, starting in verse 31. And if you could stand with me today as we read the Word of God, uh, just in honor for God's Word, I literally have to dive right into it. I am cutting out 12 minutes of the whole intro of my message. So I'm going to read the text to you, and we're going to jump right into it, okay? Uh, So here we go, Ephesians 4, verse 31. It says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger. Brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Verse 32 Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, forgiving each other, forgiving one another. That's not easy. Forgiving each other. That ain't easy. I liked kind of the getting rid of the parts, but I don't like the whole forgiving part. That one I don't really like, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly beloved children. Jesus, help. Amen. Y'all can sit down. If I were Satan today, what I would do is I would capitalize on this word called pain. If I were Satan, I would throw pain in people's faces. If I were Satan, I would get people to buy into this idea of pain, and I would have people fixate on pain. I'd have their minds be drawn to pain. I'd have their lives live in pain. I would let people know that there's no way out of the pain. I would have pain become the identity. I would have pain become the main root. I would blind people and in their pain, I would do everything I could to cause bitterness, to drive a wedge between black and whites, to drive a wedge between the religious and non-religious. I would try to categorize people. I would try to get people to stay in their pain and never realize that there is purpose smack dab in the middle of pain. If I were Satan, I would get Christians to hate one another. If I were Satan, I'd get the church to be disunified. If I was Satan, I'd get the whole world to be at odds with one another. If I were Satan, I would get this idea called pain, and then I would use this thing called bitterness to drive it smack dab in the middle of people's lives. Because the devil always does his greatest work through bitterness and through unforgiveness. And the Apostle Paul gives us a game plan, gives us a way out. I've titled today's message, From Pain to Purpose. Yet so many of us never get to the purpose aspect because we've never gone through the process of this word called forgiveness. You see, in the book of Ephesians, in most of the books, the Apostle Paul writes, he intentionally will capture and go after theology in the first part of his books, and then the second part, it's full of practical application. It's full of in-your-face information to live this thing out of what it means to be a follower of Jesus, and today, we're looking at the practical application. Today, we're looking at the practical responsibility of any of those who say they want to follow Jesus. Number one, if you're taking notes, your point today is this, become a garbage man. Become a garbage man. And you might be thinking, well, that's awkward. It's okay. Because look at what scripture says in verse 31. It says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, Anger, brawling, and slander along with every form of malice. What's the number one responsibility of a garbage man? The number one responsibility of a garbage man is to take your trash and to get rid of it. It's to grab your mess that you put in a can, literally empty it, and get rid of it. To follow Jesus means to become a garbage man. It means getting rid of the wrong things so the right things can come into your life. It means taking out the trash and not letting it stay on you. To follow Christ means to be a garbage man, and if you're offended that I said man, then you can be a garbage woman too, okay? If you're a woman, you can do that too, all right? You get what I'm trying to say. Scripture says, get rid of it. Don't let bitterness stay in your life. Don't let anger and malice and slander, don't let gossip stay in your life. It's garbage. Get rid of it. You know, I was driving the other day with my family, and there was this big pickup truck. And in the back of a pickup truck, there was all this garbage in it. And as my family were driving behind this truck, the truck started spewing garbage everywhere on the road. I'm driving behind it, trying to navigate with my wife and kids in the back, trying to steer out of the garbage to not get hurt by what was flying out of the truck. And then it hit me. That you and I can be the exact same way where we have piles of garbage in our life without realizing it, and bitterness will always do more destruction than just your own life. Bitterness will always destroy those around you. It will attempt to fling garbage everywhere. What you are full of will come out regardless of who's around you and impact others. And I was trying to protect my wife and my kids, and this word get rid of, this word rid, this Greek word is called ero, ero. You want to know what it means? This is crazy. The real literal meaning means this, to take up or to bring something from one location to another. So when it says get rid of the garbage, it literally means this, when bitterness tries to take root in your life, it literally means take up, take the bitterness that's trying to get on you and then stinking get rid of it off your life bring it to a different location. When anger tries to fill your heart, it literally means get rid of it, to take up and to move from one location, not your life, but to another location, back in the pit of hell where it belongs. How about slander and gossip? When you have a chance to gossip, it literally means get garbage out of you. Get the gossip out of your life. Take from one location, get rid of it to another location. How about the hurt and the pain and the offense? You were never called to harbor offense. You were never called To allow garbage to grow in your life But because of Christ All of us can take what comes at us And take it off of us Get rid of the garbage Become a garbage man Number two It's right there in scripture Become a forgiver y'all Become a forgiver Not someone who forgives once But someone who has an identity And lifestyle of forgiveness This one's really hard to receive Why? Forgiveness? Really? Well, according to what Paul is looking for as followers of Christ, verse 32, he says, be kind and compassionate to one another. My God, we need that in America. My God, we need kindness and compassion to overflow. Forgive each other. Forgive one another. Forgive each other. The lifestyle of following Jesus was meant to become a forgiver, not allowing offenses to dictate our actions or reactions, but allowing the love of Jesus who's so Saved us to become just like him and to forgive others. Oh, you mean the boss? Who took advantage of me? Yes, your boss. Oh, you mean the pastor who manipulated me, lied to me, and destroyed our church? Yes, forgive your pastor. You mean my husband who stays up late, keeps watching pornography at nights, destroying our marriage? Yes, forgive your husband. You mean the daughter who's left you and hurt you? Yes, forgive your daughter. You mean your teacher who's abused you, called you names? Yes, forgive them. You mean the person who socially ostracized you? Yes, forgive them. You mean your brother who's hurt you and caused so much pain? You mean your siblings? You mean your grandparents? Yes, every person who's hurt, we are called to become a forgiver. Why? Why? Because if we do not forgive those who hurt us, then Jesus cannot forgive us. If we don't extend forgiveness, Jesus himself said he can't forgive us. Y'all, I'm just preaching it how it says it in scripture. This is the hardest truth to preach. And one of the scariest is when Jesus says, I cannot forgive you because you are not willing to forgive others. You wanna know what it looks like when unforgiveness breeds in our life? Let's say my good friend, and let's say this one of the pastors at this church, let's say he hurt me You want to know what happens when he hurts me? This is what happens. This is what it looks like. Is the hurt Pastor Hunter brought in my life, if we're not careful, it's like all of a sudden the hurt that he brought in my life, it's like I hold on to it, like it becomes part of me. The offense he did in my life, it's like we become tied together. And you notice how the tie is around me, but it's not around him? When someone hurts us if we're not careful and we don't get rid of the hurt, we don't forgive those who've hurt us, we become tied to our offender. And know what's crazy? Is he notice how his back has turned me? Isn't it true that sometimes the people that hurt us the most, they don't even think about us, but yet we constantly think about them. Know what's crazy is when Hunter's actions do something, they all of a sudden impact me. When Hunter acts in a way, it all of a sudden pulls at me, and I'm trying to live my life, but every time I watch him who hurt me, it destroys who I am. It like dictates my life. I want to run the other direction, but I can't. I want to get away from him, but I can't. Why? Because this is what unforgiveness does in our life. The damage is always done to the one who's been hurt and hasn't chosen to forgive. You wanna know what's crazy? This is when it scares me a little bit. What's crazy is when all of a sudden I sin in my own hurt, my own pain, it's like I end up becoming just like the one who hurt me. I end up taking after the same actions and to numb the pain, I stay up a little late and decide to look at pornography because just for a little bit, this pornography makes me feel better. For a little bit, it's like the pain goes away. And then this bitterness I've allowed in my life, I pick it up. And now I begin to gossip to all my friends about how this pastor hurt me, about how this pastor took advantage of me. Now I got the sin of gossip and the sin of pornography. Now all of a sudden I take on the, the sin of anger and I'm holding on to all this anger and resentment in my life. And then I show up to church on a Sunday morning just like this, and I say, oh, God, would you forgive me? God, would you forgive me of the anger? God, would you forgive me of the gossip? God, would you forgive me of the porn that's destroying my marriage? You want to know what's crazy? As, As I'm bound with garbage, God looks at me and says, I can't forgive you. I can't forgive you. And in turn, this sin compounds. In turn, this sin grows in my life. God, why can't you forgive me of this? Your word says you cleanse me from all unrighteousness. You say you forgive me. And Jesus whispers back, my word also says that if you don't forgive those who hurt you, I cannot forgive you. Okay, God, I get it. So I need to deal with the hurt first. Okay, God. And this is the power of what happens when you get honest with Jesus. God, you see the pain that this pastor caused me. God, you see the pain that my, my wife caused me. God, you see the pain that my husband's causing me. God, you see the pain that this officer is causing me. God, you see the pain that my white Christian and brothers are causing me. God, you see the pain of all this in my life. God, would you help me forgive them? Would you help me forgive them by your power? I would give them over to you. I surrender them to you. God, would you forgive me as I forgive them? And when God sees your forgiveness of a person who hurt you, the cord that once bound you now comes off of you. The big so what to all of this message today is very simply this. Forgiveness is the bridge that brings you from your pain into your purpose. Forgiveness is the very bridge that brings you from your pain into your purpose, yet so many of us never cross into the purposes that God has for our life because we're still stuck in the pain and all the while God is saying it's
1: forgiveness
0: that allows you to step out of your pain and into your purpose. A third and final point comes right from scripture. Become like Christ. Become like Jesus. It says, therefore, follow God's example. As dearly loved children walk in the way of love just as Christ loved us, gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. You want to know how it's possible to forgive? You want to know how it's possible to walk in the good works that Christ has prepared in advance for you? This is how it's possible right here. But there was someone named Jesus Christ who was born of a virgin. And the whole reason why he was sent because God so loved sinners. He so loved bitter people. He so loved prostitutes. He so loved racists. He so loved the adulterer. He so loved the whole world that he decided to give up his one and only son Jesus who was fully God, fully man, born of a virgin, sinless, And then it was Rome and it was the Pharisees, the religious orders of the world, the governmental powers of the world, and it was the accusers, the betrayers. It was unforgiveness, it was bitterness, it was slander, it was gossip that hung up a man named Jesus on a cross. And as nails were driven in his hands, nails driven in his feet and a crown of thorns on his head, don't you recall what Jesus said on the cross? Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. Forgive them. For they know not what they do. Let me remind all of us in the room that there's not one of us good enough. There's not one of us more righteous than the other. All of us were born sinners in need of a God who loved us and said this on the cross, I forgive you. It was in the most excruciating pain of Jesus' life that he whispered the words forgiveness that created a bridge for all of humanity to receive his forgiveness, to step into his freedom and walk into the God-given purposes on all of your life. Forgiveness is the bridge from pain to purpose. I brought a picture of a quote. You can put this picture up on the screen. I think it's very telling. You can put up the, there you go. Why is it that we all love to remember the punishments that we got that we didn't deserve, but we don't like to remember the punishments that we deserve that we never really got? What about the next picture? In the shadow of my heart, Forgiveness feels like a decision to reward my enemy. But in the shadow of the cross, forgiveness is merely a gift from one undeserving soul to another. When someone hurts you again, remember the cross. When someone blasphemes you again, remember the cross. When someone accuses you, remember the cross. When the person who hurt you comes to mind, remember the cross. I have one challenge for all of us today. This is your challenge, choose where you sit. People with the signs, you can come up behind me. Choose where you sit. Forgiveness is a choice. We can't be forced into it. We can't be manipulated into it. But it's a choice to lay down our right to be right. It's a choice to take like Jesus would and become like him. It's a choice to become a forgiver. It's a choice to be a garbage man and get rid of the garbage that destroys your life. Choose where you sit. Choose where you sit. Some of us have walked in the room and where we've chosen to sit with our life is right here smack dab in the middle of anger still angry about the past. Still angry. And we can never break through from the anger. It's like anger controls us. Anger comes out on everybody else. The garbage that's in the back of our life gets spewed out on everybody else. Are you choosing to stay in anger? What about hurt? The hurt of a father, the hurt of a mother who left the herd of a grandparent who abused, the herd of a coworker who took advantage, the herd of a pastor who lied to you. And yet we choose to sit in these chairs of anger and hurt. Choose where you sit. What about media? It's like we choose to sit in this media scrolling through Twitter, looking on Facebook, looking on Instagram, and we're constantly being fed by the media. The media is controlling our narrative. The media is controlling what we think about. We've chosen to place ourselves in the media's hands, chosen to take on things and read things and subscribe to things that are literally garbage. To our minds and hearts, because it fills and fuels the bitterness. So we choose to sit in our bitterness. We choose to become slave to the one who brought offense. We choose to stay tied by the person who brought offense, and it's this rope that keeps us attached. Or then all of a sudden it becomes easy to gossip. It becomes easy to speak what our heart is full of. Choose where you sit. this illustration happened this morning on a couch just spending time in the presence of Jesus you want to know what God showed me is what would happen if the whole church of Jesus Christ would choose to sit at the feet in the Lordship of Jesus what would happen If all of these things begin to one by one get stripped away, what would happen if by sitting in the presence of Jesus, the other things that we've chosen to sit all of a sudden come off of our life? Why? Because the presence of Jesus is so good and so sweet. It's so pure and so right. Choose where you sit. I just think Jesus, if he could grab the microphone and speak to us today, he would say, choose love, choose forgiveness, just as I've forgiven you. Choose compassion, choose me. Sit at my feet. Choose where you sit In the presence of Jesus, you can be forgiven. In the presence of Jesus, you can be healed. In the presence of Jesus, he expands your view to be like his. In the presence of Jesus, you begin to love. And then you can do exactly what he says in Matthew 6. Pray and bless your enemies because the presence of Jesus wipes away every bitter thought, wipes away everything else, and we're reminded of how much we have been forgiven to. One undeserving sinner giving a free gift of forgiveness to another. I want everyone to bow their head, close their eyes, no one looking around. If you walked in the room and you don't know Jesus and you're far from Jesus, I wanna give a chance for you to become right with him. You see, it's only because of Jesus and the free gift of forgiveness that he's offered to us that we can be made right. On the count of three, if you're far from Jesus, you've walked away or you've never given your life to Jesus, on the count of three, I want you to put up a hand. One, this is for you, surrendering to Jesus Giving your life to Him. Two, three. Just put it up wherever you are. Thank you. Anybody else? So cool. Keep it up so I can see it. Anybody else? So cool. Just count four hands. Say, hey, that's me. I want everyone to pray with me. Say, Jesus. Come on, everyone. Say, Jesus, I need you. I'm a sinner. I'm lost without you. I receive your forgiveness. Help me to follow you all the days of my life. Thank you for your forgiveness and your mercy towards me. Now help me to forgive those who've hurt me. In Jesus' name, amen. When every person walked in the room, You should have received a note card. For the next two minutes, I want you to grab the note card you got. And I want you to choose right now where you're going to sit. If there's someone in your life who's hurt you or someone in your life that you need to forgive real simply before you leave, I want you to write their name, write down what they've done, and say, God, would you help me forgive them? just as you've forgiven me. And symbolically, when you're done writing, I want you to get up and take that note card and just leave it right here at the front. You don't need to put your name on it or anything else. Today, we're gonna do what Ephesians 5.1 says, follow God's example. Therefore, as dearly beloved children, as a church, we're gonna do that. Maybe some of you need to forgive people you've never met but they've hurt you just by what they've said. Maybe you need to forgive a mom or a dad. God, in these next couple minutes, would you reveal our hearts and search our hearts to be like you, to forgive those you've hurt, to lay it at the feet of Jesus, to be set free. In Jesus' name, amen. Just take time right at your seat. There's going to be prayer counselors who come, and just begin to write out, Write out everything that comes to mind. If you have a spouse here, maybe you could take a second to forgive one another. Maybe you can take a second to pray for one another. If you have someone maybe here in the room that you need to forgive, just take some time.
1: And And his grace He's full of grace Our God is full of grace
0: I'm going to ask everybody to stand with me across the room. This week, this week, as you go throughout your day, choose where you sit. when you leave, there's offense again. But you can choose where you sit and who and where you bring the offense. As I pray a prayer of blessing over you, I'm going to ask you before you leave to come drop your papers at the floor and leave them here as a symbolic way of leaving the garbage and taking it to another location and leaving it at the altar Jesus I thank you for every person who's here thank you for your patience and how you're slow to anger you're abounding in love I believe today you are going to heal people of back pain you're gonna heal people of migraine headaches God you're gonna set people free with their ailments as bitterness goes and forgiveness comes God, I believe your healing will do a supernatural work. Thank you that we can go on the way of kindness, compassion, and love, forgiving one another just how you've forgiven us. God, our world needs you. Help us to be like you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless. Would you respond accordingly?